The sell-off in equities intensifies as global bond yields remain under a decent, decent positive pressure these days. The liquidity outlook, on the other hand, remains negative for the rest of the year. And that is unfortunately a sign that the mood in the market could get worse before it gets better. So thank God it's Friday and welcome. This is Swiss Coats Daily Market Talk. So the global sell-off intensified yesterday as the Federal Reserve Minister release Wednesday highlighted that the Federal Reserve officials continue to see significant risks to inflation, remember, hinting that they will obviously remain vigilant and keep their hawkish monetary policy stance in place until they become convinced and largely convinced that inflation pressures in the US are cooling down. And that's obviously not the case for now. And if that's not enough for you, well, look at this. Atlanta Federal Reserve's GDP now, which is a growth forecast compiled by the Atlanta's Federal Reserve, printed an eye-popping number of 5.8% for the third quarter for the U.S. growth on Wednesday and up from 5% printed a day before. So 5.8% growth in the third quarter in the U.S., guys. 5.8%. I mean, that's a big, big number. So Atlanta Fed computes this number using the economic data available to them at a point in time called time t so the number is not necessarily accurate at this point in time it is subject to some decent decent volatility throughout the quarter and it will obviously change and converge toward the real gdp number by the end of this quarter as we get more economic data coming in but the 5.8 percent number does reflect the positive economic data that was released lately in the us and moreover well obviously feels worries among investors that with such a strong growth number in the US, well, the US inflation could only make a U-turn and take a lift from the actual levels in the sense, well, yesterday's Fed manufacturing index printed a surprisingly strong number as well. So this is why we actually continue to see that upside pressure in sovereign yields persist and further build in the US and around the world, though we saw some respite in the US two-year yield that bounced lower from the 5% psychological mark earlier in the week and the 10-year US yield also spiked above the 4.30% level before falling back toward the 4.25% this morning at the time I'm talking here. But note that there is more to this story and the long story short, while the US Treasury has been printing a lot of T-bills lately and it also fell well behind on the government bond issuance and the letter helps keeping the US liquidity well contained since the US exited its debt ceiling crisis earlier this year after which the US Treasury started refilling its general account which is called the TGA and that was obviously supposed to pull some liquidity away from the market but happily in the meantime the Federal Reserve was actually pushing liquidity into the financial system by its reverse repo operations allowing the money market funds to actually buy T-bills 
sales and release cash. So the liquidity problem was not there. The problem is nowadays the percentage of T-bills in the US Treasury's account approaches a 20% level, which is a self-induced limit for the Treasury's balance. And the Treasury will shift back to issuing bonds yet again instead of T-bills. And the letter change in the bond and T-bill issues will increase the amount of sovereign bonds in the system. At a time, the Federal Reserve is decreasing its balance sheet by the quantitative tightening and the banks, well, don't necessarily want to buy these sovereign bonds either at this point in time. So the increasing supply and the decreasing demand for the US sovereign bonds will be one and an important major force pushing the US yield curve higher in the months ahead of us. And if the strong economic data in the US translates into a higher inflation, God forbid, the impact on the US yield curve will be even higher. So yes, the US 30-year yield is at the highest level since 2011, and that looks appetizing to some investors, especially if the risk sentiment around the globe sours due to, I don't know, multiple reasons ranging from the geopolitical tensions, the war in Ukraine, or to China worries, but the downside risks in the US sovereign bonds market prevails and prevails big time at the moment. And Bill Ackman said earlier this week that the 30-year yield in the US could even hit the 5% psychological mark. And this upside pressure in the sovereign yields is true for the other parts of the world beyond the US as well, because obviously when the US coughs, well, the entire world catches a cold, that's for sure. More precisely, how the mechanism works is higher US yields also translates into a stronger US dollar and a stronger US dollar is obviously inflationary for the rest of the world because if nothing the energy and raw material prices are negotiated in US dollar terms on international markets and they simply become more expensive when countries' imports are reverted back to their local currencies and that alone is enough to push inflation higher in the rest of the world when the US dollar gets higher, gets stronger and US dollar appreciates. So, the euro dollar fell to 108.56 level yesterday. The Aussie dollar slipped below the 64 cents level. And the dollar yen spiked above the 146 and a half mark. So the correction is in play in the FX markets this morning. And we could actually see the US dollar retreat further and correct deeper into the weekly closing bell. But the stronger US dollar trend is clearly here. It is clearly in play and it is worrying and looking at the yields elsewhere than the US. Well, the 10-year guilt yield in the UK has now surpassed its levels last seen during the list trust in this disaster peak last year and is now headed toward the 5% psychological mark while the German 10-year yield hit the 2.70% level, a level last seen in 2011 as well. And even the Japanese 10-year yield, which is normally controlled by the Bank of Japan and, well, in theory, should not exceed the 50 basis points benchmark by too much, where only the Bank of Japan knows how relaxed they will actually be regarding these levels and regarding the relaxation of this 
benchmark, but yes, even the Japanese 10 year yield goes up by relatively big chunks these days as a result of all this, while the sell off in global equities deepens as well. The SP 500 sank to 43.70 level at yesterday's trading session, and the index is getting ready to test the minor 23.6% Fibonacci retracement on its October to July rally. And the base of that positive trend to the downside as well, while the NASDAQ 100 index is no more than 8 points from its own 23.6% Fibonacci retracement level. And it already fell below the ascending trend base that was building since last year. The stock 600 index in Europe, on the other hand, slumped below the 200-day moving average and is now flirting with its own 23.6% Fibonacci retracement level. And even the Japanese Nikkei index, which was one of the rising stars since the beginning of this year and which recorded a rally past 30% since January this year, well, even that has fallen below its 23.6% Fibonacci retracement level and is preparing to test the 100-day moving average to the downside. And Note that the simultaneous sell-off in the global stocks and bonds market is a sign that the market liquidity is draining, by the way. And Bitcoin, which is actually an interesting gauge of market liquidity or became an interesting gauge of market liquidity, slumped more than 7% at yesterday's trading session and came very close to the $25,000 psychological level. And according to Coinglass, 1 billion US dollar worth of money left cryptocurrency over the past 24 hours and Bitcoin suffered almost half of these liquidations. So this is all for this week. I'm Ipeko Skardishke and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages and feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on instagram on x and on linkedin for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again next week and until then good day trading and have a lovely weekend